This is Gary from the Church Vitality Network, and you're listening to Vitalnomics, a podcast for leaders in church revitalization and renewal. On this show, I will sit down with today's leaders to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're making to bring clarity to vitality and see life again in their local community. This is a place to find encouragement, resources, and connections. Welcome back to another episode of Vitalnomics, where we bring clarity to vitality. And thanks so much for being on the journey with us. And today in the studio, I have my wife, Jana, with me. Jana, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe we are 40 days, past 40 days, I should say. As we're recording, this is day 41 into the new year. Pretty it's crazy. really crazy. I feel like 2024 has just flown. It has. And and we still have a lot more months ahead of us. Just January just kind of blew right by. It's almost Valentine's Day. It's almost Valentine's Day. Well, we're going to celebrate. We're Are excited. you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm excited about it. Thanks for listening. And what we want to talk about today is seven bold lessons for ministry. And one of these things in ministry is that we're always on the go. And we're always just going from maybe one year to the next year. And if you were like me, maybe you felt like December ended pretty quickly. And then you just kind of maybe flew right into January. And now January is over. And now here we are into the next month. And it's important for us to kind of stop and pause and really think about some of the lessons that we need to understand and learn as we move into the new year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And this is a leap year. This is a leap year. It is. It's kind of a weird, you know, year calendar wise can take you off guard if you're not prepared for it. It, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, you know, one of the things, Jen, as you know, obviously you were with me on this journey, but I was in the Marine Corps and in the Marine Corps, we have a phrase that constantly comes up. What, what's that phrase? Semper Fi. Semper Fi, also known as Semper Fidelis in Latin, which means always faithful. And it's not just some catchy Marine Corps tagline. It's actually a powerful commitment to always be faithful to what's in front of you. In the Marine Corps, it's to God, to country, and to Corps. And so as a former Marine, I mean, they never, they always say... There's no such thing as a former Marine. Once a Marine... (laughs) Always a Marine. That's right. (laughs) So, um, But yeah, you know, as a person that got out of the Marine Corps and now a pastor and, and leading people... I found there are some incredible lessons that I've just learned in the Marine Corps that are just invaluable to to navigating the revitalization journey and the challenges of ministry. And so what I wanted to do was just kind of have a conversation around these seven lessons for ministry. Yeah. And these are great lessons as you start a new year. Yeah, absolutely. As As you really look and pray about what does God want me to do in my personal life and in my ministry this year. Yeah. And so what we want to do is we just want to share these with you as you are journeying into your new year. Uh, Because if we're not careful, we tend to get stuck. If we're not careful, we kind of just settle in and get really comfortable. And so I hope these seven bold lessons that I've learned in the Marine Corps will help you always be faithful in the actions towards kingdom work. And so the first thing that we want to talk about is number one, if you're taking notes, is learn to face fear and uncertainty. Learn to face fear and uncertainty. And if you haven't figured it out by now, ministry always involves stepping into the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like a Marine. I I, I always think of it, a Marine charging for battle, Marine charging to go to the hill. There's always these unknowns, but you have your mission. 
You have your core values. You know what's important. You know what the general said to do and the commander to do, and you just do it. Yeah, it's like a, it's a spiritual battle, right? Yeah. You are, you know, walking into a spiritual battle because whatever you're doing to try to advance the church and to see uh, vitality and health, Satan is going to be right there trying to to put roadblocks in front of you and stop the progress. Yeah, and, and with that, Satan is really good at putting fear oh, into absolutely. the followers of Jesus. And so fear and uncertainty are part of the package when we step into ministry. But God requires us to have courage and push through that fear. And that's really important, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to, there's a lot of trust here. And that starts in just trusting in who you are and in in Christ and trusting him to help you embrace the challenges that are ahead. And, you know, I, we can let fear paralyze us at times, right? And when we get, when we let that happen, it can stop progress. And so we really have to fight that. Yeah. So it's important to embrace the challenges that are in front of you for the new year and they're part of your journey. Yeah. And so what next steps do we need to take? We've got to lean into those fears. You know, for me, this is a challenge because I like to run from my fears. Like, why do we want to lean into them? But we want to lean into them. We want to trust that God is with us and he has us on the journey and really just lead with boldness, that boldness and courage that our people need to see in us if if they're going to be able to lean into those fears as well. Yeah. Awesome. Number two is strive to earn trust and respect. Strive to earn trust and respect. You know, leadership is all about trust. And I remember being a young pastor and getting my title. And I thought to myself, well, if I got my title then everybody's going to respect me. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. I I was young. I didn't know. I was like, okay, well, I'm the youth pastor now, so all you parents, you're going to have to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, well, that changed in about 24 hours. So, uh, But the reality is is that leadership, it's all about trust, and you have to earn it over time. And it it takes consistency and quality of character. And it's really God shaping you over time. And I like to think of it kind of like a bank account, right? And we've talked about this. Yeah. So there's deposits and withdrawals. And so when... When you're earning trust with people, think of it as a deposit Mm. into that account. And the trust account actually builds over time. However, if you make a withdrawal, like if you do something that causes people to mistrust you, you know, think of it as a withdrawal. And it it generally takes longer to, to build that trust back up again after that moment when they stop trusting you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so being a great leader means also being a great person first. Yeah. So who you are publicly should really model who you are privately. And there shouldn't be kind of two personalities going on. And exactly. You should be able to be trusted in any area of your life, in any place, in any time frame. And so people follow leaders when they trust more in that person rather than the direction the leader wants to take them in. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and how do you, how do you build trust? Well, you're, you're right there with them, Yeah, you know, serving, leading, loving your community. And so what are some next steps for yourself? Well, it's going to be rolling up your sleeves yeah. and getting involved. And sometimes you have to be the first one to do something yes, yes. so that they can see, okay, I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow. And, 
you know, don't be afraid, you know, get right there, whatever you're asking your people to do, you know, you may have to, you know, you're going to have to show them how to do it and model it and, and get right in there and then show your community that they can trust you. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me, um, just as you were talking, it literally gave me this thought of, I knew of a church planter that rallied his people to do something and he didn't even show up for the event. Yeah. And that bit him really hard. Can't do that. I, I was like, you're the leader. You're supposed to be, <laughs> yep. you're starting your church. You're supposed to be there. And so he went and did something else. And I was like, okay, that was not good. So that kind of did not add to his bank account. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. You know, you've got, you've got a lead by example. Yeah, absolutely. Number three is take risk and stretch your faith. Take risk and stretch your faith. Every leader faces choices in ministry. There's always going to be a choice to be made. And so I always ask the question, are you a risk taker, a caretaker, or an undertaker? A risk taker, a caretaker, or an undertaker? And so this is important. I'm by trait, I'm a risk taker. And I am by trait risk averse. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's just, yeah, this, this one really stretches me all the time. And I'm like, what do you mean take risks? I'm safe. Let's be safe and comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I love risk taker. That's why I joined the Marine Corps. They're like, jump out of the helicopter. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Ask questions later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm asking questions and thinking about all the things that can go wrong right, and why right. we shouldn't step out and take this risk, but we need each other. Yeah. yeah we, we really do. do. Yep. Yep. But one of the things you don't want to be is an undertaker. You don't want to right. care. You don't want to care for dead things. You want to yeah. care for living things. So I would say it's okay to be a risk taker and a caretaker, but it's probably not good to be an undertaker unless you're an actual undertaker That's at right. the funeral home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it, this takes us stepping out in faith means taking risk. And so whenever you see the word faith, you have to put the word risk there because yeah. it means you don't understand and that you're trusting God for things that are uncertain, that are unseen. And you have to be willing to say, all right, God, I'm going to trust you in this and I'm going to jump and I'm going to go for it. And so that's really important. Yeah. And this is where faith and fear step in. And, you know, I know that God is calling our church to really step out and take, you know, a risk and step out on faith in an area this year. Yeah. And it's, it can be scary, but it's, it's kind of exciting at the yeah. same time because right, that balance of faith and fear, like, wow, can you imagine what's going to happen on the other side once we get through this and we yeah. see how God moved? Because yeah. we know clearly this is, this is something from God. Yeah, but it is. It's taking a risk because we've never done it before. Right. It's like junior high. I thought yeah. junior high was taking a risk. It's like I never did it before. I get shoved into I a locker. I am trying to like block all those years out of my mind. Let's not go back to junior high. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, the worst decision is indecision and just not making a decision. Like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? You know, you just have to like step out. If God is calling you to take a risk, let Him stretch your faith through it. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So what would be like some next steps? Sure. Embrace faith yeah. over fear. That's yeah, where, that's you know, our God, you have a saying, God is bigger. Our God is bigger and he can do more than we could ever imagine. And so, you know, what would it look like if we were all risk takers for God's mission, not afraid to step out in faith and to do what God has, you know, called us to do? Yeah, absolutely. Number four is be a platform builder. This is all about equipping others. This is about building a platform for somebody else and allowing them to stand in the spotlight as you applaud them from the crowd. And so leadership is not just about leading from the front, but it's also about leading from the rear. It's about empowering others to do greater things that you could ever do. 
And so this is an area that, that I feel I'm pretty good in, um, at least in my leadership. I love to empower people. I love to find the talents in people and ignite them. I'm like a human architect. I can see what's behind everything and say, you know what, you would be really, really good at this. And just boldly ask people to serve in that area, because if I see it, I say it and I call it out and I'm like, no, you, you should be leading this. Yeah. So this is kind of like that, you know, it's the direct opposite of what we just talked about, right? Sometimes you have to be in the front leading and walking into uncharted waters or unknown territories. But then this is like leading from behind. Yeah. Like you're kind of behind pushing people towards what you know they can do. Right. Mm. And maybe they're scared. Yeah. Maybe you're asking them to step out in faith and you're behind them going, no, I'm right here with you. Right. I'm cheering you on. I'm going to help equip you. I'm going to give you your tools and resources, provide feedback, but really kind of pushing them to come, you know, and to, to really embrace the things God's asked them to do. Yeah. I think of it like my trainer at the gym, you know, mm-hmm. like he's like, yeah, I want you to grab this 45 and put it over your head. And then I want you to bend this way, put one leg out and you're going to be doing like one legged squats. And I'm like, are you sure about this? And you're like, you're not doing it. You're asking me to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I take a risk. I step yeah. out. I trust him and he's building because he, he's like, you can do this. I know you can do this. And when it's all said and done after the pain's gone, I'm like, I did it. I was able to do it because he saw something in me that I could not see in myself. Yeah. And a lot of times people are just afraid to do things on their own. Yeah. Like, hey, okay, well, you're going to come with me. Great. You're going to be there. Great. I'll, I'll rise to the challenge. I'll do it. So, you know, the next step here is, you know, get out from behind your desk yeah. and invite others to join you in serving. Yeah. And, and just take this year and just drive, you know, drive into people and say, look, you need to serve more, give more. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to help you be successful. I mean, our job as pastors is to equip and empower the people to do the work of the ministry, not for us to do it ourselves, but to empower them. So I think your next step is, is point on, you know, we have to just get out from under our desk and, and rally the crew and say, look, you, you are good at this. You're good at that. And just let them lead. Yeah, lead absolutely. Strong. The next thing, number five is have strong clarity in leadership, having strong clarity in leadership. Leadership is action. It's all about action. It's all about being in motion And so clarity is everything. And I love what my friend Jim Randall says, that clarity is everything, but clarity also changes everything. Clarity is not everything, but it also changes everything. I think I just messed up his quote, but I'll just go with that. Um, But we've talked about that on a different podcast. But really, clarity around what God has called you to do and how God has called you to lead with the vision and direction is incredibly important. And so you want to be bold in declaring the what to avoid all the unnecessary why questions. And and so you, you have to spend a lot of time with clarity around the what, and then a lot of clarity, I would say, even around the why and teaching people how to move forward. I think that's really important. Yeah, and, and sometimes what you have to do is when you're asking people to step out in boldness for a, a new vision, a new goal, a new initiative, it's, it's helpful. My brain is wired. I'm a problem solver. Yeah. So I try to like, okay, Let's answer the questions that we think people are going to ask before they before they ask them. Mm-hmm. Let's put it out there. That's your why. Like, why are we doing this? Well, how are we going to accomplish that? So think about that. You know, really, when you're communicating, it's important. It's really important to communicate both that what and the why so that, you know, people can go, okay, I get it. All right, let's go. And discipleship is, it's really about activating believers. So I view this as a form of discipleship also. Yeah. 
because you're you're leading people and teaching people to go in a direction that's pushing them towards Jesus, that's pushing them towards the kingdom. And so you don't want them to be passive learners. You want them to be active leaders, and you're raising them up to send them out. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some next steps? Lead with clarity. Yeah. So, you know, define the vision for your church. What is God calling your church to do? Define it and then guide them towards that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Number six is continue to train yourself. That's right. I said continue to train yourself. And so to lead others, you have to be managing yourself. You have to be taking care of yourself. I mean, this means focusing on your call every day, figuring out, okay, God has called me to this, so I'm going to do this with not perfection, but I'm going to do this with excellence to the best of my ability. I'm going to stay fresh as possible. I'm going to try not to run myself down. And I'm going to be as relevant as possible and stay as close to the scriptures as possible. And so ministry, as you know, it's not a, a nine to five job. No. Right? And if it is, you know, I need to talk to you because it's not for me. Uh, it's not a nine to five job. I mean, you're not just checking in and checking out. It's a no, lifestyle. Yeah. It's a full blown lifestyle. And it actually overtakes your entire life of who you are, how you think, what you do. And so you've got to train yourself daily to be ready for all the seasons of ministry. Yeah. Uh, you have to it's, think of it as stamina. Yeah, stamina. You have to keep up your stamina and making sure that you're, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally fit and able to persevere. Yeah. I think about it, you know, I have a Peloton bike. I love that thing. And Jen is not big fan. Jenna doesn't, she likes the treadmill. I, I like am that. all treadmill. <laughs> I love the bike, right? So the bike, if I miss like two weeks and I jump back on that bike, it is amazing how much I realize like my stamina has gone down. Oh, right? oh yeah. yeah. Or if you miss a couple weeks in the gym. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And then you pay for it after you, uh, after yes, you come you back. Do. You're like I'm really sore. It's because it doesn't take long to drift. It doesn't take long to go back to the way things were. And so as a leader, you know, you want to make sure that you're not just training yourself in the Word of God. You're not just training yourself in, on the spiritual side of things, but you're training yourself physically. You're taking care of your health. You're eating well, okay? Stop eating bad food. Bad food leads to bad thinking. Literally, it fogs your brain. So eat well. Make sure you're eating life-giving food. Drink good water. Don't just drink any water. Drink really good water. And get sleep. Get sleep. Get rest. Sleep. It's amazing how much proper rest changes your perspective. Yeah. I'm trying to get to like where Mark Wahlberg is. Like he goes to bed at like, I think he's pushing now this year. He's raising it to 630. And I'm like, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just revving up. I'm a night person. So I was like, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That's, that's, that would be really hard for me. But, you know, making sure we're getting enough rest. Yeah. And, and important, you know, most importantly, making sure that we have our, those daily quiet time routines functioning so that we can get that spiritual recharge and really hear from God's word. Yeah. And just trying to take, just take time off, right? Just yeah. Take time off from the, from the grind. So, so like give us like kind of a wrap up, what would be some next steps? So you have to make a priority, your continual development. Like mm -hmm. that has to be important to you. It has to be on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, you're probably not going to do it. So reading, staying relevant, training daily, those quiet time habits, time with family. Yeah, that's huge. Time with family and, and just the, the, you know, taking care of your health and wellness. Mm, that's good. Number seven is focus on endurance. Focus on endurance. And so endurance is huge. We, we talked about stamina. 
endurance is the ability to go further. Stamina is short-lived. Uh, you have it for a certain amount of time, and then you can kind of lose your stamina. Endurance is like continuing, just continuing and continuing for long periods of time. And so it's, it's important with endurance that you finish well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a lot of stamina on the front, front end of things, but then you can fizzle out on the back end. And so I know for me, I've witnessed a lot of pastors failing, and maybe they started well, but they didn't end well. And one of my prayers is I want to finish well. Mm-hmm. I want to finish well. And so victory in ministry really comes down to endurance. And so just like a, the Marine saying, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. Well, once a minister, always yeah. a minister. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so you want to start well, continue well, and finish well. And so th- this is really, really important. Yeah. And so what are our next steps? We have to embrace endurance. So you can't sacrifice the short term for the long term. So it's really that long term press on towards that prize and live out your calling and making sure that you have that you're, you know, you have that endurance to finish well. Yeah, absolutely. And so these are just seven bold lessons for ministry as you're starting your year. I, I hope that these maybe got you to think a little bit, maybe it triggered some more thoughts, but I want you to always be faithful you know, maybe you didn't go through the Marine Corps, but I want you to be faithful to Jesus. I want you to be mm-hmm. faithful to what he's called you to do, because we need you as leaders. We need you to continue to build the kingdom of God and to stay in the fight and to finish well. And so as a follower of Christ and as a church revitalizer, listen, I want you to continue to be the best that God has made you. Lean on your call and understand that God is going to use you in a powerful way. So whether you're a seasoned leader or embarking on a new journey, I hope that these lessons inspired you, and they will guide you to navigate the challenges and the triumphs of your unique path. So always stay faithful and always keep moving forward. And so I just want to thank our audience for listening today to this podcast with Jana and I as we talked about the seven bold lessons for ministry. And so thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next go-around.